Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. are not alone because you know it's fan friday although tyler you know i didn't know until today that you were actually a cowboys fan so thank you for joining us for fan friday my friend. that's that's absolutely so happy true. to have you go cowboys no 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 you know i'm not gonna turn the camera here but uh there's some paraphernalia from another nfl team just oh, yeah. right here but i'm not gonna Please don't. The reason you were on last week. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, joining us is one of our very dear friends, Tyler Batiste. He is the sports editor over at the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. So he is very familiar with this team that we are about to be obliterated by, and so that <laughs> is why we decided to bring him on the show today. Tyler, welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm honored to be here. It's it's always a pleasure to see your two faces, whether it be in person or virtually or um, Instagram or Snapchat or whatever the case may be. I'm I'm happy to be here. There's no one I'd rather do this with uh, other than like maybe Dave, but he doesn't count. <laughs> Boo! We don't need him today. We don't need him today. Um. All right. So let's just dive in because this Cowboys team has obviously been struggling uh, very mightily this entire season. I'm sure you're very upset about that being, um, you know, considering your affiliations, but affiliations, I see what you did there. Quote, quote, quote. Um, and, and the Steelers on the other hand, they're not, they're the only undefeated team left in the NFL seven zero right now. Um, You know, Mike Tomlin just surpassed, he's, he's, Literally the most winning, winningest black coach in NFL history, surpassing Tony Dungy uh, just recently with 140 wins. So he's just the ultimate badass, obviously. Um, you guys, you know, have Big Ben back. I say you guys, not your team, but, you know, the team you cover. It, I, I, get it. Like I get it. Their defense is pretty darn good at what they do. Cowboys fans are pretty sad about the fact that one of those guys ended up on their team um, and not ours. So, Where's your head at in terms of this weekend's matchup and how bad is it really going to be? Tell us how you're going to do the murder. Uh, I, the, 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 with the rope. The <laughs> optimism from you, from the two of you is, uh, is unlike any I've ever seen. I, I think um, I'll say this, I'll give, I'll give Cowboys fans reason for hope, right? The Steelers have the past 10 or 12 years, they've had, a game or two a season that just makes you scratch their head, scratch your head and wonder like what the hell is going on. Um, 
They haven't had that yet this year. They didn't really have it last year. That's kind of a wash because, you know, they were playing quarterback with with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. And I don't know how much you can you can count that. But the year before that, they they went to Oakland and lost. They uh, started the season against the Browns and they tied Cleveland. Um, they lost to Mike. <laughs> Glennon. They lost to Mike Glennon twice. Uh, once when he was in Tampa and another time when he was in Chicago. Um, so they always have these weird games where um, you wonder exactly how that happened or, or what's going on. Uh, I don't think the Cowboys are going to be that game for the Steelers this year. Um, I think a lot of fans are kind of worried about uh, they haven't played the Bengals yet. And Joe Burrow um, and the Bengals have played everyone really, really tough. Um, they obviously have talent, uh, not really on the offensive line, but elsewhere. I think yeah, those are games kind of. Yeah, exactly. I think those are games that like are kind of trap games for the the Steelers going forward. But, you know, I I, I just don't see them, especially after the stretch that they just had. They beat Tennessee. They beat Baltimore. um, They beat uh, really, really good teams. I don't see them kind of letting their foot off the gas quite yet. Um, If they do and if it does happen, um, I I think it'll be probably one of the more surprising upsets in in recent history. So um, but anything can happen any given Sunday. Right. That's why they that's why they play the game. And there's going to be fans in Dallas, right? Like there's an amount of people there, right? Is it 25%, 50%? Yeah. And a lot of them will probably have those, you know, little yellow towels with them. <laughs> well, well, that's true. But also, you know, I don't think the Steelers have played in, uh, in front of a crowd that big in, in Tennessee. It was only about seven or 8,000. Baltimore was only about seven or 8,000. So there's going to be significantly more people sure. that they're playing um, in front of. Maybe there'll be some Steelers fans, but obviously a lot of those are going to be Cowboys fans. So I wonder if it's going to be kind of an adjustment early on to like, you know, pre-snap stuff and, and different cadences to try to realize that, oh, we're actually playing against a, a fair amount of people. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Pittsburgh got off to like a really, really slow start and tried to um, just kind of, you know, feel their way through the first quarter or two and then and then maybe turn on the switch after halftime. And uh, I, I don't know, Dallas's defense is um, – is not that good from what I've seen. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm unaware. Of- Breaking oh. news. Yeah, breaking news, everyone. <laughs> Dallas defense is a struggle. Actually, but Biggs did play well last last week, so um, you know that's a that's a that's a good thing. That's kind of a reason for optimism there. We're big Diggs fans on this pod. Um, I do want to talk about the you mentioned like the trap game concept, and obviously I don't really think the Cowboys are going to be that for them. But one thing I noticed with Pittsburgh is that they seem to kind of play down to the level of teams that they're playing. You know, they played the Eagle. They had some surprisingly close games and yep. specifically with some NF- NFC East um, competitors, the Eagles, you know, the final score was 38, 29 giants, 26, 16. I mean, even letting the giants get on the board with that dismal, dismal offense. I mean, that to me in itself, I'm like, what are y'all doing? Especially with their defense, it's strength against weakness. So I feel like if the Cowboys have anything going for them, it could maybe be that, but it still feels like such a grasping at straw situation. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you're right. They do play down to their competition and it's happened like so often, like I was talking about earlier. Um, I, I don't know if it's kind of a, if it's a mental thing, if they've, if they've done it so often that like they hear about it and they can't ignore it. So they, they kind of, um, it's going. It's in their heads when they go into the game. Um, there hasn't been a ton of talk about that yet this week. Um, maybe because obviously they're seven and zero. Maybe if they were five and two, there may be some talk about 
um, you know, kind of playing down in their competition. But like I was mentioning, it happened so often. It happened. Um, this wasn't really playing down, but at the time, you know, three years ago, they, they lost to Jacksonville in the regular season. And, and that was right before Jacksonville ended up obviously winning their division, made it to the AFC championship game. Um, but at the time it was kind of a, like, what are they doing against Jacksonville? And then obviously Jacksonville turned out to be really good for that random one season. Um, I, I, I think Mike Tomlin, I can say this, that he's going to, he's done a really good job this season of, um, of, of kind of, uh, you know, they're listening to him even more this season. He's always been a great coach. He's always been kind of a player's coach. Um, they have done a really good job, you know, with the the different virus protocols that have happened. Um, the Steelers haven't put anyone on the um, COVID reserve list yet. They're, they're, you know, practicing what Mike Tomlin is preaching in terms of, um, in terms of, you know, all of the safety things that you have to, to, to be aware of in this weird season. So I would imagine that if he's stressing, hey, we can't overlook the Cowboys. They've got a Super Bowl winning coach. They've got, you know, Ezekiel Elliott. They've got, you know, one of the best receiving cores in the league. Um, great offensive line, even though it's gone undergone some shuffling recently. Um, you would think that that message is going to get through, but you know, any given Sunday, anything can happen. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of see. Um, yeah. But- so, so I guess, you know, let's dive in a little bit more to like the specific matchup, if y'all don't mm-hmm. mind. And then, I'm, we, I'm sure we'll spend a few minutes talking about our quarterback situation because you also have some perspective on the quarterbacks. I do. I do. Uh, at least one specifically, the Nooch. The so, Nooch. Yes. Len the Nooch. I love Cooper. I love Cooper Rush too. So. Okay. Well, that makes one of you. I, 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 I <laughs> could not tell you anything about him. Couldn't pick him out of a lineup. <laughs> um. So this 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 Steelers team. Offensively, you've got Ben Roethlisberger going. What is it? 16 years in the league, and he came. Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. 16, 17, whatever it is now. Yeah, and he came off the surgery last year, which was obviously you know a struggle for the team. But now he's back, and he's doing pretty all right. It seems, at least. I mean, their offense though isn't like as highly ranked as I thought they would be, and maybe that's because the defense is so good at getting them in position. Um, mm-hmm to to not have to be making such massive plays like maybe that's it I don't know um but then he currently according to next gen he's got the NFL's fastest average time to throw in 2020 so he's obviously getting the ball out quick which mm-hmm. doesn't really play well to Cowboys defense. <laughs> <laughs> um that all of that aside you know, talk to us about like offensive weapons, like besides Ben, you know, what he can do to this team and taking advantage of like his expertise against, I, you know, I honestly, I said this on the, on the show earlier that I was on, I'm pretty positive. Take Sean Lee out of the equation, another Pittsburgh native. Ben's mm-hmm. experience alone probably is more than the entire current Cowboys defensive unit. Like if yeah. I had added them all up, I honestly, like I would, you know, like I'm like genuinely yeah. pretty dang close. So yeah. he's he's got that going for him. He's going to totally exploit this secondary. And then you've got Juju Smith. You've got you know Chase Claypool, James Conner. Um, they've got a pretty solid O line. Like, what does this Cowboys defense have to? I would say look forward to, but more so like dread. What should they be afraid of most? Well, I I think Ben Roethlisberger, like you mentioned, his stats aren't uh, you know overly. Um, they're not super sexy they're not you know leading the league in all these various categories but 
he's done a really good job. They've spread the ball around so well this season um, with Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson when he's been healthy. Um, Eric Ebron's been a really big acquisition from them. They signed him over the offseason from uh, Indianapolis. Um, you, you talked about him getting the ball out really, really quickly. I think that's a that's a huge product of uh, Matt Canada, who came in in the offseason, who was the former offensive coordinator, not only here at Pitt when James Conner was there back in 2016, and, and Nathan Peterman as well, which was a, um, a record-setting Pitt offense. He also went to LSU, ended up at Maryland for a little stretch. So he's brought a lot of different, like, pre-snap motion jet sweep type action that the Steelers have you've seen it a lot at the goal line with Chase Claypool um, a few rushing touchdowns that he's had Um, and part of that is is Ben Roethlisberger kind of uh, getting the ball out quickly and knowing that he can't get sacked when he was a younger quarterback that was his his problem he was big Ben he was mobile you couldn't bring him down he could take hits he's 38 years old now that's not going to happen the relationship that he had with the uh, previous offensive coordinator Todd Haley Um, It had some bumps in the road, but one thing that Haley really did do well was protecting him. Um, He didn't get sacked as much in the second half of his career as he was getting in the first half of his career um, when Bruce Arians was the offensive coordinator. And you see that, you know, when Bruce Arians back with Jameis Winston in in Tampa Bay, it's a lot of those long, deep passes where you're sitting back in the pocket for six or seven seconds. If the line doesn't protect you, then you're going to get hit. I think Roethlisberger kind of realized at some point that I can't just sit back in the pocket and chuck the ball 50 60 yards um number one it's not smart for me to uh, in terms of getting hit but also uh you know there's only so many uh, 50 or 60 yards bullets left in Roethlisberger's cannon so to speak he's got a surgically repaired elbow that you know you can't just throw the ball deep every play so he's they're going to pick and choose their spots um I think the fact that Claypool is now kind of a weapon that people have to pay attention to he had that four touchdown game earlier in the season since then, he's been a little quiet, but, um, you know, just having a defense, having the defense have to re- recognize that Claypool is on one side, um, that opens things up for Juju Smith-Schuster, which you've seen over the past couple of weeks. His numbers have started to creep back up. Um, so they have a lot of weapons. And then James Conner, when he's healthy, he's, you know, one of the better running backs in the league. He might not be as, um, I think 2018 was kind of an outlier. I'm not sure if he was as good. He's as good as he showed in 2018, but he's not – um, as bad as he's been showing other times. I think he's somewhere in the middle. Um, and, and when you have a quarterback like Roethlisberger, it's like having another offense. And, and so that's going to be interesting to watch as well. So I don't think there's any way the Cowboys are going to be able to watch um, and cover all these players. Like I mentioned earlier, it's going to be like, I expect the Steelers to kind of pick and choose their spots early on, see if the running game's working, see if the passing game is working, and then really pinpoint, you know, a weakness or whatever they want to exploit and then probably break the game open in the second half. It's it's going to be tough for, tough for Dallas. Uh, good luck. <laughs> That's what I was like most concerned about, honestly. I mean, all of it's concerning, but Meg, I was, I was laughing and we've talked about several times, like, the one thing that has been, I think, the most alarming to me, like I understand the concept of our secondary being young and like us struggling in that regard. But I think the part that like was bothering me is that we've been able to take these running backs who and James Conner, this is nothing against him whatsoever. Like he's obviously like really good, but he's not like 
this like Saquon Barkley, you know, like he's not this just unbelievable potential generational talent. And we've made freaking nobodies <laughs> look like all pros. And I'm like, great. So a guy who actually is okay and pretty darn good, like he's just going to tear us up. Like he's going to just completely tear us up. And I am just, ah, oh. it's like <laughs> your poison situation. I'm sorry, y'all. Like I'm trying to be positive, but I'm really struggling. It's not the- Monday. She's not positive on Friday. So. <laughs> oh yeah. It's not little victory Monday. Okay. You guys have to wait a few more days for that right yeah. now. It's dreadful Fridays. Like I'm just <laughs> concerned. Um, so that's the offensive side of things. Like, <laughs> well, I for one am looking forward to Juju doing some TikTok dances. Yeah, he's really good at TikTok. That's a point of contention for a lot of people here. A lot of people are like, you know, how, how does he? Why does he have time to do all this other stuff? And obviously, the comparison that gets naturally brought up from a Pittsburgh perspective is Antonio Brown, who you know was really good for five or six years, and then kind of got to the point where he was kind of this oversized personality, you know, Facebook live videos in the locker room and whatnot. And, and obviously various off the field issues. And that led to his departure from, from Pittsburgh. So I think people on Pittsburgh's end are kind of like, is this going to be another Antonio Brown situation? Is he going to start doing TikTok um, and and all this stuff on social media? And then in a couple of years, he's, you know, this, this wide receiver um, diva. It's going to be interesting to see. This is, this is something that is, I'm sure I think Cowboys playfuls on there too now. Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They do them together. There's a lot of dancing in that locker room. It seems fun. That does seem fun. I mean, I think like, it's like a bonding thing. I'm just glad one of us is on TikTok. And by one of us, I mean you. Cause like I don't know any of the TikTok things whatsoever. So bless you. Big bucks to you do Smith Schuster later. Um, it's gonna be interesting to watch in the off season, but um that's my little juju uh, rant for anybody who cares. <laughs> I, love his TikTok. I love his TikTok videos. You know who doesn't like TikTok a whole lot? Um, Kelsey, because anytime I send her a video, she doesn't um, respond to no, TikTok. No, that's not. Megan, Megan, perfect. Fantastic. All the time. That's why I've just stopped sending her stuff. I feel bad. I feel like, am I bothering her? Am I... Was this not funny? Like, it makes me self-conscious about myself. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't know. Let me look at our last text. Did you actually send me a TikTok and I didn't reply? No. You know what? There, Yes, that did happen recently, but also it's there was one. Trend. I oh, did. You were talking. Oh, yeah, there was. I one. sent one to Dave that I thought about sending to you uh, and then told Dave that I did not send it to you because Kelsey wouldn't reply anyway. <gasps> no. So, That's fired. But you know we can talk about that later. Let's let's start keep talking about the game or whatever. I'm fine. I'm, I'm not I'm not hurt at all. It's totally fine. Like we're getting, apparently we're getting divorced now. This is what's happening. Whatever. We're fighting on camera. Um. Uh. So besides the fact that my love life is obviously now in in shreds. Um. You guys <laughs> to witness. We're fine. We're, fi- we're fine. I just I just wanted to rant. <laughs> um, um, I wanted to publicly embarrass you into laughing at his TikToks that he sends you. Yeah. Like, he's like. Listen to my te- my TikToks. Open my text. Um, it's okay. Tyler's never mind. I can't say that. Um, so defense. Before we go into like the nooch and like just in general, we can probably we might be able to let you talk about your other team for like a hot second, but only a Is hot. The nooch even suiting up though this week. Um. So 
I, I saw it was Garrett Gilbert and uh, Koopy Rush. Yeah. So, but we can talk about the Nooch all day. I'm down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So this defense is like very terrifying, and um, you've got T.J. Watt. You know, we all know the T.J. Watt story. Mika Fitzpatrick. There's Cameron Hayward. Like the, the you guys. I mean, everything. Like Joe, even Joe Hayden. Like I know he's been around for a minute, but like it's just there's there's everyone seems to kind of be having a good time. And by good mm-hmm. time, I mean making everyone else on the other side of the field miserable. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, from the Cowboys perspective, like your point, like you pointed out, Meg, they're not really looking to put the Nucci out there again, like you saw last week. It was, mm-hmm. it was a struggle. Um, and we can dive into that more in a second, but what do you, I, 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 Dave made a great point in my opinion. And I think, I think he might be right. I don't think that the Cowboys, I don't think they got what they wanted out of Tanucci like last week. Again, how much more could you have expected of the guy? He's a seventh round third stringer, like going into the mix yeah. seconds, two, two seconds previously. But if you put a guy like that in a game like this, not only might you break him physically, you could potentially break him mentally. And he's so new. And I think that I think he's on something where they could potentially feel like they could impede his development. Cause this defense has the potential to really come in here and just do some do some damage yeah yeah well I I think you're right but I also would caution that the Steelers are dealing with uh they're dealing with some injuries on the on the on on the defensive side of the ball they lost Tyson Alualu um a defensive lineman who's not going to be playing um Isaiah Bugs is probably going to uh start in his place or, or at least play in his place um, they may do some sub package things where they maybe don't have as many defensive linemen on the, on the field. But um, I think there's some areas where the, the, the Steelers can be exploited. Um, like I mentioned, the Cowboys receivers, Cooper, um, you know, CD lamb, all those guys are really, really good. And the Steelers have a good secondary, but you see at times players like Mika Fitzpatrick, they try to go for the big play and not the simple play. You know, Minka Fitzpatrick is a really, really good player. But you, even if you watch their, their games, you see that he'll try to, you know, kind of lunge forward for the big hit instead of waiting for the seven or eight yard catch to be completed and making a tackle. And that that opens up the field for bigger plays when you have someone like CeeDee Lamb or Amari Cooper who can, you know, be physical or outrun someone. Um, the Steelers also, Mike Hilton has, has been out for a little while. He's been a really good nickel cornerback for them. Um, if he's not playing, that's another area to exploit. That's it's just a matchup problem at that point, right? If you have four good receivers on the field, um, you may not have four good cornerbacks to defend them. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying about Ben Roethlisberger in the quick passing game. If the Cowboys can somehow manufacture some really quick passes, some slants and some outs to at least get the ball moving downfield, um, in a safe manner, maybe they'll be able to do something. Now the Steelers are going to adjust and that's what the coaches get paid all the, all that money for. But um, yeah, on paper though, the Steelers defense, TJ Watt is the one that makes it go. Um, He's arguably one of the best defenders in the league. I'm not going to say he's his brother yet, but I think he's well on his way to being that. Um, They're going to, they're going to pay him big pretty soon. They've also got Bud Dupree who, is the other outside linebacker who's there under their franchise tag, who's kind of been coming to his own over the past couple of years. Um, and then Cam Hayward, the, the, the big guy in the middle on the defensive line is probably one of the more underrated players in, in football. Um, 
so yeah, that defense is, 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 is terrifying. They, they, they give up yards. They, they, they kind of bend, bend, but don't break. Right. You kind of saw it in, against Baltimore last week where, um, um, you know, they kind of moved the ball a little bit, but they picked up, picked off Lamar Jackson. They made a big stop um, at the end of the game. Like I was saying, Minka Fitzpatrick, that huge hit in the end zone. That's an, that's a, that's an area where you, that's a time of the game where you want someone to try to make a huge play and kind of run into someone with their shoulder. It's just sometimes Fitzpatrick does that a little too much. Um, that's just kind of my opinion, but um, uh, we'll see what happens on Sunday. I think that I, I think the Cowboys can move the ball a little bit. I just don't know if they're going to be able to score as much as they probably need to. Um, well, um, well, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Let me read this, read this to scare you and make you shake in your boots um, because Ben DiNucci your guy, the uh, former Pitt quarterback. Is, My guy. Uh, yeah, your guy. Um, <laughs> since he's so – he's a rookie still, right? We wanted to make sure that Coach McCarthy was talking about veteran presence. And so veteran – we're going to play the veteran quarterbacks that we've got. So our options are Cooper Rush, who is, <laughs> <laughs> who is one for three passing. Two – he has two yards, two whole yards, um, and a 42.4 passer rating. And then our other option is is Gary G, uh, Garrett Gilbert, uh, two for six passing. He's got 40 yards, so there's that, and um, a 57.6 QBR. So, you know, I feel like we've got some true vets in position to do some damage against your defense. Is there any – and I don't, I don't know the answer to this, but is there any rule preventing Kellen Moore from playing quarterback? This is the question that I asked a couple weeks ago. I, you know, and I just need to know. He's a lefty. Like that's that that always gives defenses trouble. You don't see that many lefty quarterbacks. Yeah. I've already gone through all the like testing protocols and stuff. Yeah. Like I I if there's not a rule against it, I don't see why they can't suit him up. He's only, you know, he's younger than me, I think. So I'm like um, I'm like Paxton Lynch. Like, do we call Brock Osweiler? Like he ain't he didn't do anything even when he was in the league. He surely <laughs> like maybe. This could be an, like who who's who's available like John Kitna. I would consider it. Maybe who's the, who's the emergency quarterback? Is it is it Cooper? I feel like Cooper's thrown passes from time to time. Um, it's Blake Bell because Blake Bell was he played quarterback at Oklahoma, and okay. then you also have Cedric Wilson potentially who played quarterback in high school. Zeke has taken some snaps out of the Wildcat. Um, give, it, them, give them some run. Why not? We got we got quarterback depth. Yeah, put Wilson back there. He can throw it to Cooper and and Ceedee Lamb and make them uh make them continue to look good. I, I, why not? Like if you're, what's the count? Are they two and six? Is that right? Yeah. Like get let's get weird. Like, like why not? Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get let's weird. Get weird. <laughs> let's get weird. Like why why not give it a shot? You know. I mean, um, we don't I see why they, they can't though because they're only like a game out of first place in the NFC East. So like they technically still have some stuff to play for. Yeah, so I get it. That's assuming anyone in the NFC East wins. So, like, I'm pretty sure yeah. we'll be okay. Like, I'm yeah. not really concerned with the race for the NFC East because it's not a race. It's a <laughs> I don't even know what it is. It's a, it's like the, the you know the tortoise in the, in the hair. hair like who's gonna get? But it's the tortoise. It's just four tortoises. Did we just make the same metaphor at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um. What happens when you respond to my TikToks? Oh, wow. yeah. we we're in sync now 
I'm a, our mind I'm, algorithms are the same. I'm about to like push you off the show. Like I'm, I'm, I'm the host of this podcast right now. Like on this, I might say host, I'm like host on hosting on zoom. I'm going to remove you from the chat. Tyler has exited the chat. Um, so, so all of this, how are you feeling? My gal? Like how, how do you, how do you feel like based off of what, um, what our, our friend Tyler just had to say, because I don't feel good about it. I just, I'm, so I'm going to, I'm going to quiet down. Cause I just feel like I'm, you know, negative Nancy over here. <laughs> I, what is there to feel good about? Honestly, like, uh, do I trust Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert to do anything positive? No. Um, will we get a touchdown? No. Um, I think they'll get a know. touchdown. What? We haven't for like the past two games. Why would we get one now? Yeah. They'll get a touchdown. I will I will put money on that that they will All get right. a touchdown. Okay. How much? Uh for legal reasons, this is a joke. Yeah. We'll we'll discuss we'll discuss off off air. <laughs> um yeah, I mean I don't feel confident about a touchdown either, Meg. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm over here again, like I'm telling you. When was the la- who was the last person that got a touchdown? Probably Dalton Schultz or, uh, yeah. I think I don't know. Maybe, maybe. did they not? They didn't score it's a touchdown. Been a while. Was it nine? They scored nine. Yeah. Greg Zerline's the MVP because he's the only one that scored points on this team. And who they play the week before? Um, I don't know. Put it out of my brain. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Watching, 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 uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it has been a while. <laughs> yeah, and you would think of all the, like, teams to score touchdowns on. Those would be the two. Uh-huh. I think it's. I think it'll happen this this weekend. I, 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 I would go so far as to guarantee that the Cowboys will score a touchdown this weekend. Okay. That's good. So, since, right. since people are kind of probably un, un, have an understanding now that you are, unfortunately, a very – you have very bad taste in NFL teams. And so therefore you kind of at least don't even. Can I reach it? <laughs> no, no, sir. No, no. Anyways, while he goes and just destroys our life. Um, when I said we were married, I really meant like we're all divorced now. Like we can't, this is, this is the deal breaker of all deal. Oh, breakers. the second, the second marriage is going to be better than the first. Okay. Well, enjoy that. Wow. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. You literally, that's so trash. So, since you guys somehow got, <laughs> you paid off someone to get that trophy. And uh, that was hard work. Is total garbage. And I'm sure you're smart enough to know that at this point, he's not comparable to Dak Prescott. Anyways, I would love to get your thoughts on just how you think this NFC East thing is going to pan out. Because again, this is nuts. It's mm-hmm. historic in all the wrong ways. Like why did the Giants look good? Yeah, like I was like, what? I'm sorry. Is this a, is this like is this an actual game? Like, am I watching this live? Like when I turned it on, on Monday night, I was like, um, what is happening? Yeah. How do they have points? How do they have points? Any given Sunday or Monday or Thursday or whenever they play games, like they're all professional players, right? I, I I saw a tweet recently. It was maybe a couple of weeks ago, but um, it was saying that the Eagles are hurt and the Cowboys are 
just bad. <laughs> and, I and love it was her like, too. Well, no, this again, this was a couple of weeks ago. And, and I thought about it. And I was like, well, I guess that, that kind of does make sense. Like the Cowboys had most of their full complement, especially on offense early in the season. Um, and defense, the scheme just wasn't working. Whereas, you know, there was a point where I couldn't name more than one Eagles receiver. Um, but I, it, that this fu- football is so funny because the Eagles, as bad as everyone's talked about the NFC East, if they win their next game, they're at like, they're at 500, which is like not, you know, there have been teams that have won divisions worse than eight and eight. You know, the, the Seahawks have, the Seahawks back in the day when they 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 beat the Saints in the playoffs, they were like seven and nine. Um, Whoever wins this is probably going to be worse than eight and eight. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, yeah, they'll be like seven, eight, and one probably is what the Eagles are going to finish. I, I don't know. I I think it's like, I think it's funny, and uh, I, I love that. Like, unless you're a fan of the NFC East teams, like you just like it's like watching like a train wreck every week. It's it's yeah. so fun. Um, yeah. And we tortured everyone by putting it on primetime. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, unless as, as long as people keep watching it, like they're going to keep putting it on primetime if the ratings are, are are working out right. Like, um, so I, I don't I don't know. It's it's going to be fun. I, I I don't. The Cowboys just like they have so much talent. Like you just think at some point they're going to put together. Have they put together three decent games? They're back in the contention for the division. Um, it has to happen pretty quickly, but you know, when you have those receivers, like I talked about, and if, you know, um, LVE and you've got Jalen Smith and, and Lawrence, and if Diggs keeps playing well, like they have guys who seem to be good. It's very much like a, not to bring it back home for me, but it's like, it's almost like watching LSU defense where like you have these, um, recruits and these, um, names that are good, but the scheme or whatever is just not clicking. And so once that clicks, if it does click, um, I don't know if Mike Nolan's the guy to make it click or if it happens this season, but you think that they could at least put together two or three games in a row where they look competent and then they're all of a sudden, you know, sitting at, you know, five and seven or something and right in the thick of things in the division because the division is the division. So, um, I'm honestly glad that it's competitive. I'd rather it, I'd rather all the teams be bad and it'd be like competitive than like the Giants be you like. Call the NFC is competitive. Yeah, it is. Like even if we, I will, I will, I will, I will gladly watch. And this is especially true for like college football. I will gladly watch like a Vanderbilt Kentucky football game because like both teams are like two and six. Because like there, it's evenly matched, so like it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Like so, that's kind of what the NFC East is, right? Like if you're watching, like I'll watch Redskins Giants who have like a combined two or three wins. Like you know the talent level is gonna be there. I'd much rather watch that than like Kansas City versus the Jets. Yeah, like give me competitive. Yeah, we I said I stand by my. I said my. That I I. I I've never that's first I have to say calling this this division in its current state competitive but you I appreciate who's, who's gonna win the NFC East um I'm gonna go ahead and say probably the Eagles but we don't know because it's competitive I think it's gonna be Eagles and Cowboys when it comes down to it but I just don't know it's not competitive it's just dismal and it's basically unlucky 
There's literally no actual competition because everyone is so tragically bad. It's literally like a, it's, it's like a, a cornered cat fight. Like that's genuine. Like they're not doing it because they want to, they're doing it because they have to, like they need to do this to like scrape through. Like we, you know, what we're fighting for, you know, what we're competing for draft position. That's what we're all competing for. Ain't nobody trying to actually go to the whole <laughs> ship. Like, mm-mm. Cause like, that's cute that we're, someone's going to make it to the playoffs. I'll, I will literally, I will get a tattoo of, I keep offering up tattoos as, as collateral. I should really stop. Doing <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm, I will do something crazy. If one of these NFC East teams, once they make it to the playoffs, if they, if they go in and, and, and go make it to the Super Bowl, if one of the NFC East teams this season makes it to the Super Bowl, that's my point. It's just like it's cutting like, off your pinky bet that Big Cat does on Pardon My Take all the time. I just try to understand. So, so I get like it. It makes sense, and I completely get it from like a fan perspective of like these teams are bad, right? But like, if you're a player, obviously, like you're you want you want to win something, even if it's a um, a bad division or a a subpar conference or whatever the case may be. So like those guys are gonna play hard and like. Um, they're gonna, you know, do whatever they can to, to win, or and and I, I don't know. It's it, it'd be interesting to hear their thoughts. They're obviously not gonna say it publicly, right? Like you right. know, but it'd be interesting to see. Like, all right, you you know, this division is bad. Do you really want to win this division? And I would imagine a good eighty or ninety percent of them would be like, yeah, we want you know, we want to hang that banner for, to use a bad metaphor. You don't hang banners for division titles, but um, a banner is like uh, when you win a Super Bowl. Like they hang it. The, the Cowboys haven't done it in yeah, a while. We, so. we have five of those. Yeah, but you know, not since the first Clinton administration. Okay. So it might have changed since then. Um, <laughs> like a thing that you hang in. I hate you. Listen, listen, here's the thing about Eagles fans. Oh, I'm so. Oh no, I'm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm. Oh, I'm sorry. I completely forgot about that. I was thinking of the Steelers who have six Super Bowls. I was making yeah, that comparison. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're I'm so sorry. You're so canceled. I can't even handle you. I love you. I thought that was great. I thought that was good. You know what's funny about all this is that I'm never answering your text ever again. So, <laughs> fine. Um, Abby's not pleased. I know. Abby's going like full emotional support. She can feel meditated. <laughs> like her I'm, blood pressure is rising. <laughs> what is this? Um, all right. Well. I don't, you know, I appreciate you coming on. I don't feel much better, but I at least feel like I have some clarity about what to expect. So that's something at least. Um, but thanks for whatever this was. <laughs> I thought this was great. We didn't even, we didn't even talk about the nooch. Oh, you're right. Do you want to talk about the nooch for a second? The Let's nooch who is like the least Pittsburghian Pittsburgher that has ever Pittsburghed. Yeah. So, so, tell so I, I, I have, I, I have a bone to pick with uh, Mike McCarthy. Um, cause he said he liked Aiello's pizza more than Minio's. I'm a Minio's man personally. Okay. Um, I respect his opinion. Um, but Minio's is, is superior to Aiello's in my, um, in my humble opinion. Um, I believe that's the one thing that Nooch had an opinion on. Was Minio's or Aiello's? Mm-hmm. Well, when, whenever you, you all visit, we can, we can try them both out. We can walk They're away from each other. Um, we can get a slice from both and, 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 
um, and, and make our own opinion on that. I think Danucci is like, it is wild to see him start an NFL game from um, when I'm, when I got here, he was, um, you know, he won state player of the year two times. And, and um, he, the, the player that replaced him at Pitt is still at Pitt. Kenny Pickett is still Pitt's quarterback and he's hurt right now, but it's just wild to like, Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> okay, he'll be right back. <laughs> We're on hold. <laughs> did, it, did, it, did you just hear that? Yeah. She just whined. I'm sure that had like pretty. Oh, there you are. Oh, did you lose me? You gotta say that over again because this is a good story. You said Tyler, you said pick it, and then we lost you for like 30 seconds. So. Please tell us that other part again because we need we need all the nuchness we can get. Okay. I lost you guys earlier too a couple of times, but I just kept going or kept smiling. You can't even tell. <laughs> it's okay. Your face is frozen in a smile. It's beautiful. We love it. Yeah. All right. Um, what was I saying? Picket? Yeah. Okay. Um what what part about Picket? So just the fact that, like, that he's there. He's oh, okay. Nuch um, and Picket, the guy he replaced is still playing. Okay. <laughs> um to see Ben DiNucci starting an NFL game um, when the guy that um, replaced him at Pitt, uh, Kenny Pickett, is still at Pitt. You know, he's hurt right now, but um, just kind of to see those two guys still competing in now various different um, situations. DiNucci was a championship-level quarterback when he went over to JMU. They were competing for national titles down there. Um, for him to get a hat, like Mike Tomlin likes to say on a Sunday, I'm sure it had to be, like, really, really um, – fun to watch for not only like his family and friends, but just kind of that whole um, Pine Richland community. They've, they've had some pretty good quarterbacks up there. The guy who replaced uh, Danucci is up at Boston College, uh, Phil Dracovic, who almost beat Clemson last weekend. Um, so to have like two really good quarterbacks back-to-back um, -back from one school is, uh, you know, I haven't experienced that from my high school back in Louisiana um, quarterback-wise, but that's got to be that's got to be pretty fun to watch. That is cool. And maybe, who knows, maybe he gets another uh, chance to play, you know, if um, obviously Andy Dalton should, should be starting if he's, if he's healthy, but um, you know, the season's only halfway done. So, um, you know, maybe he gets a little few more reps in practice or, 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 or Mike McCarthy feels comfortable with putting them out there again. Um, and he um, gets another opportunity either in Dallas or, or, you know, elsewhere down the line, he's shown that, um, you know, he didn't play great last week, but he didn't like completely stink up the joint where he looked, like he was, um, that's you know, what I was saying. Everyone was like lost. so tough on him, and I was like, guys, again, like perspective. My God, like how yeah, many picks did Peterman have his first game? A lot. It was like five. Nathan Peterman is is in that. That's a factor. That's like a credit to Matt Canada, who I mentioned earlier is on the Steelers. Um, he was the offensive coordinator that season, and Peterman, James Connor, they all looked like all world players under. Matt Canada, but you know, since then it has not looked like that's the case. Um, I actually heard someone who in a in a watching a pit game earlier this season um, with a couple of buddies, uh, socially distant in a restaurant. Um, someone say, "Hey, uh, you know, Kenny Pickett is 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 way better than like Nate Peterman ever was," and it was kind of like, "Whoa, hold on!" Like that one season Nate Peterman had was really really good. Like he he would. They were setting records and, you know, scoring 40 and 50 points a game. Um, not to take this into a complete pit football discussion, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm fine with it. Anyway, 
Go good good job, Ben Denucci. Hopefully you get another uh opportunity. I'm I'm excited to see another chance. Yeah. No. If only gives us stuff to write about up here, which is always fun. Yeah, exactly. And I, down here, honestly. I'm down here. very much uh, uh I'm in favor of a not canceling Ben Denucci. How's that? Like again. Everyone needs to calm down. And it's first Yeah, like people are calling for like for, for Garrett Gilbert. I was like, Garrett Gilbert doesn't know what he doesn't know yet. He's been, he hasn't even, he hasn't even passed COVID protocols. Like by the time people were calling for his, calling his name on Sunday, I was like, y'all need to calm down. You need to calm down. So for your first start to be against arguably your biggest rival on national television on the road is a lot. Um, so I feel like, you know, at some point he deserves the opportunity to, you know, play against the giants at, at, in in Arlington you know what I mean like in more friendly confines so to speak so yeah that's just my opinion I don't get paid as much as Mike McCarthy I'm sure he'll figure that out at some point <laughs> well hopefully this Cowboys team and not your other preferred team will figure it out <laughs> as well um Tyler thanks for coming to hang out with us this was fun no we should just uh we should just zoom away from this every now and then so I could see your faces and and get to talk to you um maybe that stuff on your counter in the back kelsey we can rearrange those letters yeah, or something. No. um no, i don't think so i might get it i might get it they're, 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 they're a little different tonight <laughs> so um no this was fun i'm i'm glad uh i'm glad i was invited i'm i'm honored truly well, truly I'm glad that you're honored. Um, guys, if you guys want to follow along with Tyler and all things sports in Pittsburgh area, or if you just want to talk smack to him for the green team for <laughs> on uh, game days, please that. Go ahead and do that. Tyler, where can the people find you personally and find your work? Yeah. Uh, at, on Twitter at Ty Batiste, T Y B A T I S T E. Um, postgazette.com is the place for all your Pittsburgh sports um, content, podcasts, stories, and all that stuff. Steelers, Penguins, Pirates, Pit Football, um, old Ben DiNucci stories. We got it all. So uh, visit us online and, and um, you know, especially if you want to talk wrestling too, definitely follow me because I love wrestling. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Almost um, as much as I love these two. Almost it's as close. much as he loves us. It's close. Well, um, <laughs> we're going to do something that maybe you won't love, but it's going to make it even just as, just as sweet because, um, listen, Guys, we appreciate you guys tuning in, uh, whether you're listening online or whether you're listening to via podcast. Make sure you download the Blog and the Boys podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find me at Kelsey Charles, Kelsey underscore Charles, excuse me, on Twitter. And Meg is at Meg Murray with four R's. And Tyler, this one, my friend, is for you because we always sign off every single week, despite the circumstances of this unfortunate year, or this unfortunate season. There's some words of wisdom that we'd like to leave our audience with, and I think you will particularly enjoy them. Megan, I'll let you go ahead and take it away. Dallas forever, Philly for never. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>
Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Right now, businesses are facing tough choices. Do you cut costs or drive growth? Solve for today or build for tomorrow? Do you satisfy your shareholders or satisfy your customers? The answer is yes. You don't have to choose. With the intelligent platform for digital business from ServiceNow, you can say yes to unifying your existing systems and yes to accelerating growth. Visit servicenow.com to see how we can help you put yes to work. The world works with ServiceNow.